Well, what changes that attitude is when you put some practice in. And then you start playing And it better. gets easier. Yeah. That becomes, more, it's like, yeah. that's why when our kids program, I always, one of the first questions I ask, okay, who here wants to be a bad golfer? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody is looking around like, what's he talking about? Okay, who wants to be a good golfer? And they all raise their hands. back to I Hate Golf, It's Awesome, a podcast presented by Eat Golf. My name is Caleb Eberly, and we've got a bit of a different show for you today. Um, the main difference being that you can now watch I Hate Golf, It's Awesome on our YouTube channel. Just search for Eat Golf on YouTube. Uh, we're going to be filming all of our episodes moving forward. So not only can you listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff when you're in the car or in the kitchen doing dishes. But if you want to, you can watch every episode going forward. So we're excited um, to be able to bring you the video of that. It's also going to allow us to do a lot more um, video content moving forward um, because of the setup we have. Uh, we're going to do a lot more of the From the Course series. Um, we put out the first one sometime earlier this week. Um, if you want to watch that, we, we, we did a couple couple holes up at uh, Hyde Park in Jacksonville. Um, but yeah, we're going to be going around to different courses, uh, filming our time there and just talking talking a little bit about what, what we thought of it and stuff like that. So we've got some other stuff in the works, but um, definitely, definitely search for us on YouTube. Um, subscribe to that channel like review all that stuff um the other difference today is obviously the star of the show is not here with me um we filmed uh the rest of this episode yesterday but we had an issue and by we had an issue i mean i had an issue i forgot to press record on the first segment that we did um we kind of recapped the match uh champions for charity talked about that for a good good 15 minutes and i did not press record on the uh, audio recorder. I think I was so kind of focused on filming that that just kind of slipped my mind. So I did have the audio from the cameras, but I did not have mics hooked up to those. I went back, I tried to save them, but there was just too much going on in the background. So we're going to have to cut that one, which honestly, I think is fine. I think everyone's talked about the match enough. Um, it was, it was entertaining for sure. Um, it was something to watch. I think it did better numbers than the last dance somehow. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was a lot better than the Taylor May driving relief. It was a lot better than the, than the first edition of the match. Um, they raised a ton of money, which is awesome. I think $20 million or something like that. We all got to watch uh, Brady kind of go out there and show that he is somewhat human. Although I will say, there's been uh, there's there's been a little too much probably made about how how poorly he played. He he could probably still wipe the floor with half half the golfers out there. I mean, that stage pressure playing with playing with Tiger and Phil and Peyton, who obviously has has a lot more time to uh, play golf since he's been retired for, what, five years now? So I think Brady kind of showed that he is he is a pretty good golfer with that with that um, chip in from, what was it, like 130 out. I mean, he, he 
I, I don't like Brady, so I'm not trying to defend him too much, but I just think, uh, I think a little bit's been a little bit too much has been made about how, how poorly he played, but overall it was, it was, it was pretty entertaining. I think, um, I think the addition of, of Barkley was, <laughs> we talked about this a little bit in the segment that's gone now, but, but, um, my dad's not a big, uh, Barkley fan. So you know, we had we had a different difference of opinions on that topic, but I thought it, it brought something different to it. Um, I don't know if I want Barkley calling the Masters or anything like that, but I thought for what it was, it was good. Also, Justin Thomas did a great job being the on course uh, reporter. I think it was a really good idea to have someone out there who who knows those guys, who knows the knows the course, knows golf. Really, it's I would I would much rather have have him out there than just some some broadcaster. So good job by him. Um, there's really not much else to get into about the match. Obviously, if it wasn't clear before, there's definitely going to be a match three uh, with Tiger winning this one, Phil winning the last one. It's only a matter of time. It'll probably be probably be sometime next year. Uh, I already saw Curry said he wants to be involved. I wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised if they stick with the uh, bringing bringing amateurs, bringing other athletes in to play with them. Um, probably stick with the uh, NFL or NBA guys. <laughs> Mark uh, Mark wants to see hockey players out there, which I think would be a lot of fun. Honestly, I would I would just pay to watch hockey players play golf. I think that'd be great. Um, but yeah, um, could have been, could have been a little bit more banter, but you know, it didn't seem forced. It seemed pretty natural. So good job to everyone involved in the match. Um, the next thing that we talked about in which I actually did remember to press record is we talked a bit, a bit about being a player and kind of what, what that means, what the difference is between being a, um, a golfer and being a true player. Um, so this might be a bit of an awkward transition. I don't remember exactly where, where we picked up, but we are going to go now to the star of the show talking about what, what it means to be a player. So thanks for tuning in. Okay, I just double checked and we are officially recording with hot mics. Um, that was definitely my bad. So apologies for the for the terrible audio for the first uh, pretty much half of this podcast. At least we only I thought we were going to spend like five minutes on that. We ended up spending close to 15. So, um, yeah, my bad. That's over. Yeah, that's that's over. Um so what I wanted to talk to you about today, and this is going to be another time of, of me springing a topic on you, and hopefully you'll have something prepared, because I asked you what you wanted to talk about this week, and you just said, oh, I don't know. So I had to kind of come up with something, and what I wanted to talk to you about is something you mentioned in one of the videos we did, specifically the, the swing videos. Oh, no. When you were talking uh, about Chipper's swing, um, you were talking about the difference kind of, and I'm, I'm definitely paraphrasing here, but the difference between being a golfer and being a player and kind of taking that next step from someone who's, who's good at golf and can hit some shots and stuff to actually kind of becoming a player. And I just, I just wanted to know, like, what, what, do, what do you consider that process to be? What do you consider someone who you would consider a player to be able to do? Stuff like that. Well, as, as I think I had said, um, it's the, the step from going from being able to swing a golf club well and hit the ball well to being a player, there's, there's a big step over there. And it, it, there's, a, there's a big difference. Um, 
And I, I guess the story that I would use is the first time I went to play in mini tours in South Florida from Ohio, um, I played I played golf with this guy. I didn't know who he was. Um, it was like my second event, the the second day, and I just out hit him and outplayed him the entire day and didn't think much of it because I always observe the guys I'm playing with. We were playing threesomes and it's like, you know, I performed them both. I used to hit the ball a long way, so I out distance and I, I played well and turn our cards in and I'm looking at the board and this guy just shot 69 and I shot 71. And it's like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out that was Gary Koch. He had just left the University of Florida and was playing in some mini tours before he went after his card. Yeah. Um, so he was an outstanding player. Uh-huh. But that was the first time I experienced that mm-hmm. because my experience was hitting the ball, hitting a long way, hitting the green. It just... And what I saw in him, he knew how to play golf. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have to hit perfect shots yeah. to make a good score. Um, he evaluated things differently than I did. Um, I had a penalty stroke that even cost me in that round. And I remember him saying something to me casually, walking away, um, you could have done this instead of what you did. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that, understanding the game, um, as I as I told Chipper, it's like Chipper when you walk to the first tee, there's 30 things you have to factor in instead of just where I'm going to hit it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many factors you have to be thinking about your next shot, where the pin's at, um, what club do you want to be hitting with your next shot, yeah. um, what angle do you want to be hitting into the all of those factors. Um, where's the wind? Yeah. Do I need to hit it lower? Do I want to hit it? There's so many things that come into play. Yeah. And a, another part of that is the hardest thing for me to get past was because of that and being a perfectionist, when I hit a bad shot, is getting over that and letting it go mm-hmm. instead of letting ruin the next two or three holes. It's, it's learning emotionally and mentally how to play golf. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably the hardest part for most people. Um, because I can still remember the bad shots I hit 30 years ago. Um, It's kind of bizarre, you know, and I think it was Hogan's famous quote that the most important shot you hit is your next one. Yeah. And that, that sums up that whole thing. That shot that got you where you're at no longer means anything. Mm -hmm. That's probably the hardest thing, the hardest skill to develop is, okay, that's done. It doesn't mean anything to me anymore. I mean, just think about how many shots out there you're going to hit your chip shot and you're still mad because you hit it there. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. That's every shot for me. You know, and and we we also, where that's really infectious is when we putt. Yeah. You know, we hit a 25-foot putt and we're four feet from the hole and we're hitting the next putt and we're still mad about hitting it there. Yeah. Um, So it's that distraction um, that's that's a big part of learning learning how to play the game, and it's as well as you you have to be able to tune things out. Mm-hmm. Which and it was in it was in that the week prior to that was the first time I'd ever really left Ohio to play golf mm-hmm. um, professionally, 
and you know playing in, in South Florida. I think we were, well, we were in Crystal River, Florida. Um, I think it was the Plantation Inn. It was called. I don't know if it's still there or not. I think it is. Um, but I'm standing on the third hole, par three, and you know these these crows that sit in these trees, and you hear them cawing all yeah. the time. Yeah. I'm getting ready to hit, and one of them starts doing that. I can't get that out of my head. Yeah. I couldn't get away from that. And I just about shank the shot. And it's like the rest of the day, all I can hear are these birds in the trees. Yeah. And I wasn't able, I mean, gradually, but it's just, that just kind of magnified, wow, you're not ready to do this. Hmm. I mean, yeah, you can go back to your home golf course and you can go around it like a racetrack and shoot 67s and 68s all the time. Mm-hmm. That's because you hit the ball. Now you have to play. Yeah. And it's, it's a big leap to, to get there. And it's just, and part of that is, in fact, for a long time, I'd have young guys saying, well, I'm thinking about playing. What should I do? How do I do it? And I, I've always told people that if you can't put yourself in a position to be able to play for three to five years, you're probably wasting your time. Because one, it's going to take you a year or two to learn how not to choke. Yeah. And that first couple of years to learn how to play. Because very few people come out of the gate and boom, they're gone. It's just, you know, that's why you see so many guys develop, you know, mid, late 20s and early 30s, and they're, they're becoming really good players. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a difficult game. It really is. It's... It's a very, very difficult game. And what I marvel at is the competition level is so much higher now than when I played. You know, it's like when I, when I play in Ohio and the region, it's like I would know the two or three guys that I had to compete with, that I had to beat if I wanted to win. Mm-hmm. Now it's just I can't imagine what that's like. You come down here and you play a mini tour and you better shoot 66 or 65. Um, or you're going home without a check. Yeah. You come down here and shoot 71, 72, it's, you just donated money. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's definitely a, a different level. And I think a lot of that is because at a younger age, people are learning how to play golf. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's, there's, there's more of a focus on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's a, that's a good point that I was, I wasn't even thinking of taking that direction, but, but yeah, definitely there is such a, especially with the whole debate between, um, use in youth sports of whether you, whether you like specialize kids or, or have them play a bunch of different sports. And there was just that book written, um, a couple of years ago, I can't remember the title on it, but it basically goes into the argument for and against either one. And I don't, I don't remember which, which side they ended up saying was better or really, even if there is one that's better, right. obviously, obviously each have pros and cons, but yeah, that's, that's an interesting point of, of definitely kind of the, the boom of youth sports seems like it's stronger than ever right now. Well, not right now, but yeah. in the past couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I've always been of, Play multiple sports. Yeah. I think it's the crossover is good for you. Competition is good for you. So it doesn't matter whether you're playing baseball or tennis or football or, or whatever. Um, have another sport that you participate in. Yeah. Um, I think that's healthy. I think it's good for you. Yeah. Um, because I've, and you've even seen outstanding golfers um, burn out early. And I see a lot of kids that, 
good grief, by the time they're 13, 14, they're traveling all over the country playing these tournaments. And, you know, I, I can remember years ago, a, a dad in Columbus talking to me about his 13-year-old son who qualified to go play in a tournament in California at Pebble Beach. And he said his son didn't want to go. And he told me his son said, well, those guys are so good, I, don't, I can't compete with them. And I, I told him, I said, well, tell your son this. That kid that shot a 66 last week, how much better is he going to get? Yeah. You shot a 75. Do you think you're going to get better? Yeah. Well, of course you are. So where's that kid going? Yeah. He's not going to 58. Yeah. So, and, and a lot of times I think we lose that perspective um, because, you know, in coaching Little League Baseball and juniors and seniors, it's you watch over that probably, what, four, five, six-year period – how this kid that wasn't any good here four years later is a really good baseball player. Mm-hmm. But back then, it was like nobody wanted him. Yeah. And this kid that was dominant is now just an average player. Yeah. You know, because everyone develops at a different pace at a different time. Yeah. So, you know, I've always been one, you know, give yourself multiple opportunities. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's learning to compete against yourself is, is the key. Yeah. Pushing yourself. Well, yeah, that's that's definitely the the kind of one of the strange things about youth sports is not only are you going to keep developing your skills and your ability to play, but like you're literally just going to grow too. Like right. you, you don't you don't know what you're going to end up being at. So it's like having this kind of range of opportunity seems seems a little bit better. It's like I I don't think I'm going to grow anymore. But if like you're you're in between twelve and eighteen, it's like you might hit a random growth spurt out of nowhere and be in the NBA. It's, right. it's weird. It's right. just, you, you don't really know where that's, where that's going to end well, up. Well, and we, it's like, I can remember, I don't even remember his name. When you first started playing T-ball, we had this, we had this, it's probably what, an eight year old, maybe, I don't even know, seven, what the age was then. I have no idea. We had this kid played shortstop and batted third. He was probably shaving already. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like, everyone was horrified of him. It's yeah. like, every time up, it was a home run and he'd run across the field, make every play. And it's yeah. like, five years later, not so much. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's strange thinking, um, I don't know if you saw it on, on Facebook, Joey posted that, that photo of, um, the old lonely team. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I had never seen that picture yeah, before. It's like I started looking at everything and like looking at how short I was compared to everyone and just thinking like, I, I haven't seen most of those guys in forever, but it's like, they can't be that much bigger than me now if they are any bigger. It's just, it's that weird, weird thing of everyone grows at different rates and stuff like yeah. that. It's, it's, it's like the kid strange. in the picture was five nine, five nine then, it's yeah. probably 5'10". Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. Um, yeah, anything else you want to say about, about, I guess, uh, Actually, I do. I have, a, I have a question. So, and I'm not saying I want to do this because I have way too much on my table to even possibly think about this. But someone like me, 27, I don't, I don't know what my handicap is, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 on a bad day. What, what, what would my handicap be? Somewhere around there? It'd probably be 10, 12. Yeah. So I, I don't, right I don't now, have an actual yeah. handicap. But, it, okay, if, if I was a 10, 12 handicap and I wanted to dedicate – like you said, three to five years, what would that look like? I just would had, I even had a chance? I just had that talk with someone this morning. They were asking me about this young kid that said he wanted to play golf. 
I told him, I said, everyone sits on the couch and says, here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to be in three years. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I got that question a few days ago. It's like, I don't have a problem with a 15 handicap telling me he wants to play on the tour in five years. I don't have a problem with that. But it's like, okay, here's what you can here's what you have to do yeah. to possibly make that happen. Now, are you willing to do that? It was years ago. The first time I ever had this talk with a golfer that came to me, the guy was a 15 handicap. He came to me and he said, I want to be a scratch golfer. I said, okay, we can do that. I can get you there. Here's what it's going to take. Do you have the time to do that? No, I have a career. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's adjust it. How much time do you have? And he told me, he says, well, I can practice three days a week and I can play once a week. I said, okay, let's have a goal of getting you down to a seven handicap. And in a year and a half, he was a seven handicap. He wasn't going to be a scratch golfer. Yeah. That wasn't going to happen because he couldn't make that commitment. Yeah. And that to me, that's the thing. It's, it's like anyone with, I think golf has proven that. It's like if, if, you, if you have the time and can make the, it's just like the young man I was talking to the fellow about today, he was asking me about him. It's like, I'm pretty sure it's not going to work if you get out of bed at 11 o'clock every day. Yeah. You know, you're already done. That's if you if that's what you do, stop thinking about it. Yeah. It's just a dream, and that's a nice dream, but it's never going to happen. It's are you willing to get up at five thirty every morning because you still have to somehow support yourself? Because I don't think anyone's going to sponsor a nineteen year old fifteen handicap to go play the tour. Yeah. So you've got to you've got to get up and practice in the morning before you go to work, and then when you're done, you have to practice some more. And oh by the way. You have to do that every day. Yeah. You know, how long is that going to last? It's that's the it's not that it can't be done, it's just that it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. And the thing about it is, even if you do all that, there's still no guarantee you can make it. I mean, that's that's the bizarre thing about it is I've known some really outstanding golfers that I thought there's no way they can't make it. They never got close. Yeah. You know, certain things happen, timing, all kinds of stuff take place that, you know, it's like I can remember when I played, you know, I played with, you know, Florida Gators graduates, Ohio State graduates on the mini tours. And it's like, man, I just really beat those guys pretty easily. And it's like, but you know what? They could go knock on a door and they could get a check for $10,000 to sponsor them. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. You know, so there's, and I'm not complaining about that. That's just the way it was, and I'm fine with the way it worked out. But it's just that's the reality of it. So there's so many factors you really don't control. Yeah. On top of that, so there are a lot of issues there. But yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm convinced that because again, golf doesn't take that superhuman athletic ability. Now, if you have it, I think that helps to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to have it. So I think everyone that makes a certain level of commitment can get pretty good at golf. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, yeah, I've, I've played with a lot of guys that you walk to the tee with them and you think, good grief, who are they? Yeah. And they go out and shoot a 70. Yeah. You know, it's just the way it is. Yeah. What, and okay, this is, this is a question more specifically that I want to know. Oh, no. <laughs> what, basically, am I playing too much golf? And what I mean by that is, 
do I need to be spending more time practicing than I'm playing? Because because right now I'd say it's probably about a 70-30 split playing much more of the time than practicing. Does it need to be 50-50? Do I need to be spending more time practicing than I am playing? Well, what, what does that there's, look like? there's something very specific that we've talked about you need to work on. Yeah. And in that process, it should be 75-25 practice. Oh, okay, wow. You know, for a window of a couple of weeks yeah. until you feel like, okay, I'm getting it. Because what happens on, a, on the golf course is, you, I mean, think about it, nine holes – how many swings do you really take? Well, I mean, <laughs> the way I'm playing right now, it's more than. I mean, you'd you're want. basically hitting a small bucket of balls, yeah. full swings on a golf course when yeah. you play nine holes. That's not a lot of practice time. Yeah. Um, plus, you're trying to factor all that other stuff in. Whereas, at the at the range, just hitting at a bucket of balls, you should be, you know, thinking about every shot and the process of that, and trying to retrain something into your motion. Yeah. So yeah, that's the time when. You know, and it's kind of odd because that's what I teach, but I've also taught, go play golf. Yeah. You know, don't don't stand on the practice tee unless there's something you're actually working on. Yeah. Go play golf. And that comes back to the only way to learn how to play golf is play golf. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big disciple of, of play a lot of golf. Mm-hmm. But when there's a specific you're working on, that's where you need to pause and do it a little differently. So if I had like four days a week to play right now, right now I should be spending probably three days practicing and one day yep, playing. Exactly. And then once I get that semi figured out closer to 50, 50. Yep. And you can gradually to where you feel like, okay, I've got it now, yep. which when you first time you think that you don't have it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's a process. But when it starts becoming, and it's, I tell people it's when you, when you change something, when you work on something, you know, hopefully it'll work one out of ten times. And then as you practice, two or three out of ten, then four out of five. When you get it to five or six, that's when you can start playing again. Yeah. Because it's it's close to being there. Yeah. Because it's never going to be there ten out of ten. That comes back to learning how to play. When you hit that shot, what do you do with it? Does it destroy you? Or it's like, that's okay. I can, you know, I think of Seve. It's like four right, four left. Yeah. And he made birdies. Yeah. You know, he played golf. Cool. Well, that was that was my um, my selfish question time. Just things I've been meaning to ask you that I figure we could. <laughs> well, of course, obviously, everyone wants to go play golf. Yeah, they don't want to go hit golf balls. It's a lot more fun to go. I mean, I I like going to the range. I like practicing, but it's just like the limited amount of time I have to just be playing golf. Like not not talking about like stuff for for work when we're trying to film and stuff like that, but just playing golf, just for me. I just want to go play. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't want to stand and hit three yeah. buckets of balls and then go chip and then go putt and stuff like that. It's like I just want to play. Well, what changes that attitude is when you put some practice in and then you start playing, and better. it gets easier. Yeah. That becomes. More, it's like. Yeah. That's why when our kids program, I always, the one of the first questions I ask. Okay, who here wants to be a bad golfer? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody is looking around like, what's he talking about? Okay, who wants to be a good golfer? And they all raise their hands. Okay, now we know what you want to accomplish. Yeah. Because why? It's more fun to be a good golfer. Yeah. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Well, I think that's I think that's all we've got for today. Um, Can we get the button pushed. Yes, I think I, <laughs> I I'm just I'm I'm praying that these cameras didn't die. It's 
There's a lot going on today. We should have we should have done this before we tried to go out oh, and play. Oh, there's an idea. Yeah. I was trying to get it in before it started raining, and now it looks a lot better out than it did earlier when we actually went out. So that that was my bad. We're we're figuring this all out as we go. It's 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 held together by duct tape. Have you explained the No, the I actually surroundings? no. Um so <laughs> if this video is still recording, we are sitting in the back room at Spessard. Um all of these chairs and tables are back here obviously because of the social distancing guidelines. So this is this is the room full of tables and chairs because it's the only only place that we could we could record. We really need an office. We're getting there. Yeah, we'll get there soon. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for today. As always, follow us on social media at eGolf. Um, like I said at the beginning of this, um, if I did in fact get that recorded, <laughs> search for us on YouTube. Um, just search eGolf. Um, visit us at the website eGolf. You can find this all over the place: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, stuff like that. Um, and until next week, this has been I Hate Golf. It's awesome. Thanks. See ya.